good evening. You are tuning in to another episode of And She Shall Be Called Woman. I am your host, Brother Hour, Reverend Kathy LaFleur, and I just want to thank all of my returning guests and also welcome any new listeners who may be tuning in for the first time. You can tune in to new episodes every Saturday evening at 5 p.m. That's right, ladies, we have shifted our time. So it's a new month. We have new episodes at a new time on Anchor F. You can also find us on Facebook at And She Shall Be Called Woman. We're going to go right into our text for this hour, which is coming from the book of 1 Kings chapter 13. And it reads, and I'll be reading out of the ESV version, and it reads, And behold, a man of God came out of Judah by the word of the Lord to Bethel. Jeroboam was standing by the altar to make offerings. And the man cried against the altar by the word of the Lord and said, O altar, altar, thus says the Lord, Behold, a son shall be born to the house of David, Josiah by name. And he shall sacrifice on you, the priest of the high places who make offerings on you, and human bones shall be burned on you. And he gave a sign the same day, saying, This is the sign that the Lord has spoken. Behold, the altar shall be torn down, and the ashes that are on it shall be poured out. And when the king heard the saying of the man of God, which he cried against the altar at Bethel, Jeroboam stretched out his hand from the altar, saying, Seize him. And his hand, which he stretched out against him, dried up, so that he could not draw it back to himself. The altar also was torn down. The altar also was torn down, and the ashes poured out from the altar, according to the sign that the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. And the king said unto the man of God, Entreat now the favor of the Lord your God, and pray for me, that my hand may be restored to me. And the man of God entreated the Lord, and the king's hand was restored to him, and became as it was before. And the king said unto the man of God, Come home with me and refresh yourself, and I will give you a reward. And the man of God said to the king, If you give me half your house, I will not go in with you, and I will not eat bread or drink water in this place. For so it was commanded by commanded me by the word of the Lord, saying, You shall neither eat bread, nor drink water, nor return by the way that you came. So he went another way and did not return by the way that he came to Bethel. Now an old prophet lived in Bethel, and his sons came and told him all that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. And they also told to their father the words that he had spoken to the king. And their father said to them, Which way did he go? And his sons showed him the way that the man of God, who came from Judah, had gone. And he said to his son, Saddle the donkey for me. So they saddled the donkey for him, and he mounted it. And he went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak. And he said to him, Are you the man of God which come from Judah? And he said, I am. Then he said to him, Come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I may not return with you or go in 
go in with you. Neither will I eat bread nor drink water with you in this place. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, you shall neither eat bread nor drink water, nor drink water there, nor return by the way that you came. And he said to him, I also am a prophet as you are. And an angel of the Lord spoke to me by the way of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with you into your house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied to him. So he went back with him and ate bread in his house and drank water. And as they sat at the table, the word of the Lord came to the prophet who had brought him back. And he cried to the men of God who came from Judah, Thus saith the Lord, Because you have disobeyed the word of the Lord, and have not kept the command that the Lord commanded you, but have gone back and have eaten bread and drunk water in the place of which he said to you, Eat no bread and drink no water, your body shall not come into the tomb of your fathers. And after he had eaten bread and drunk, he saddled the donkey for the prophet whom he had brought back. And as he went away, a lion met him on the road and killed him. And his body was thrown in the road, and the donkey stood beside it, and the lion stood beside the body. And behold, men passed by and saw the body thrown in the road, and the lion standing by the body. And they came and told it to the city where the old prophet lived. And we're just going to talk for a few moments. I know that was a lengthy scripture, but I promise you the preaching is shorter than the text. We're going to just talk for a moment. I can't go back. I can't go back. Let me explain to you why the word was extremely difficult for me to prepare. The reason why it was because this is a story that we're looking at today dealing and regarding disobedient leaders. There's three different types of leaders in the text and and, and the story deals with the first leader who is a king and chosen by God but was practicing idolatry and the story also deals with another leader who is an old man of God and he's in and the Bible says that he was a prophet but he was a prophet that lied to the man of God. And finally, the story is dealing with the man of God who was sent by God to preach a word from God and to prophesy a warning. And so as we look at these different types of leaders, the man of God that was sent to Bethel to bring the word of the Lord, he is in Bethel now and he's prophesying at the altar of the things that will take place, but also giving them a warning on what's to come in the future. He speaks about a king named Josiah, but the king Jeroboam was mad and instead of responding to the message he tries to seize and silence the messenger and and the message was a warning that should have should not have offended the king but should have compelled the king to repent so some of us on here will may have to give a word of warning and and I just want to tell you that it may not be a popular topic uh, and it may not be easy to preach but I guarantee you that it's necessary and so the king had been building these idols for the people to worship.
worship and he had been setting up anyone who wanted to be a priest over these altars and and he was completely operating out of order and outside of the will of God and even though God promised him to be with him and God promised him in chapter 11 around the 38th verse to bless him and and the only thing that God asked him for was to listen follow directions and obey and God was warning the king about the coming judgment and that warning was an invitation to repentance but the king did not offer repentance but he did begin to offer the man of God an invitation back to his palace and he offered the man of God food to eat and something to drink and he even offered the man of God a gift for him or a reward of some type but he never offered offered to stop defiling the altars of God. And and so we see this man of God showing and telling what God was going to do and we see God move immediately. Now, the man of God, he is called and sent and he begins to prophesy and he rebukes and he stood up and spoke up as he was sent to do. And he was merciful because the scripture says that he prayed for the man's hand that reached out to have him seized or arrested to be healed and his hand was healed the same day. So he was a merciful man and he knew to pray the prayer of healing. He had the ability to resist because he turns down the invitation to go into the palace and and he turns down gifts and, and, and rewards and he turns down the opportunity to dine with the king. So we know that he has the ability to resist evil. We know that he has the ability to resist the devil and the devil will flee. So he tells the man, even if you gave me half of what you own, I'm not willing to go with you. So we see that he's not only willing to turn down gifts and turn down the opportunity to die, but he's also Uh, willing to turn down and deny wealth and riches uh, in order to follow the voice of God rather than following man. So he turns down being rewarded uh, by man for his works. He says, I don't want your reward. I got a charge to keep. I'm on an assignment. I have to do what the Lord tells me to do. And the Lord told me not only not to look back, but he said, don't go back into this place. And he said, don't eat a crumb or drink anything. And I must go obey the voice of the Lord. And so the man of God begins to leave uh, in a different direction. And and so I want to tell you that the name of the subject for today is I can't go back. And, and we have to understand that God doesn't want us to go back to things that we were once brought out of. And God wants us to understand that we can't go back to the way things used to be. And not only can't we go back, but life will never go back to the way it was. Uh, the way things were was before COVID-19 hit. Uh, Things were different and now we walk around with masks and gloves and and we could never go back into the bank and look at it the same. We could never go back into the grocery stores and and it doesn't even look the same. They have things on the ground that tells you what distance you must keep from the next person. They have plexiglass in front of them, shielding them from your, your, your coughing or your sneezing or any type of virus that you may carry and also shielding you away from anything that they 
they may be stricken with. And so life as normal will never happen again. We cannot go back to the the way things were before. Amen. And so I want to just stop for a minute just to say a quick prayer because I didn't pray in the beginning and that's important for me to move forward. So God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God, give them the rest of this word that you have given to me. Let their eyes be open and their ears be open and their hearts be ready to receive your voice, O God, in the name of Jesus. And we'll be so careful to give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And so I just wanted to pause for a second uh, because I, I, I preached this message before a little bit earlier. So what you're listening to is, is, is me preaching it twice. Uh, it, it had to be preached again because there were some things that God wanted to get out. And, and so I was willing to run this back again. It's, it's like the rewind where you want to play that song again so that you can hear some of the lyrics that was being played. And so I had to run it back for you because God wanted me to give you some extra bonuses and some extra insight into what God is saying in this season. So then after the, the man of God leaves, he's approached by another man. And, and this time it's an old prophet and, and the old prophet lives in Bethel. And now the man of God left in a completely different direction, but now this old prophet decided to track him down and, and he finds him sitting under oak and, and, and he finds him sitting under oak. And, and the first thing he asks him for is his identification. How did he ask him for his identification? Well, he asked him, aren't you the man that preached uh, and the man from Judah? And, and he says, yes, uh, he, he asked him for his identification, but it's disguised by way of a question. And the man of God answers and identifies himself. And, and he tries to get the man to come home with him. And he says, come and eat some bread. But the man is sticking to his guns like he did in the, 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 uh, at the altar with Jeroboam. And, and the man begins to tell him, he said, I can't go with you because I got a charge to keep. God has given me specific instructions and directions. And he told me not only what to go and say to the king, but he also told me what not to do. Uh, he told me that I couldn't stay there. He told me I couldn't eat there. He told me I couldn't drink there. He told me I can't even go back the way that I came from. I can't go back. And so he begins to explain that he can't do that. And, and so the prophet begins to lie to him. And he says, I am also a prophet. And the angel spoke to me by the way of the Lord and told me to bring you back to my house so that you can eat and drink some water. So you can have some bread and water. And, and the prophet is lying to the, the other man of God. Now, before we deal with the lie, let me just show you something in the text. Because around verse number 11, it says that the old prophet in Bethel had some sons and that his sons was at the place where King Jeroboam was being warned. And, and so they witnessed it and they ran home to tell their father, who's also a prophet, what they had seen and what they had heard and even overheard the man's charge. And, and so they go back and relay this to their father. Now, I don't know about you, but I know that I'm watching as young people are being used more often in these days and, and more young people 
people are being used by God and hearing the voice of God. And, and I would imagine that the old prophet may have felt some type of way. And I would imagine that any time that God decides to use something new, that it stirs up a little bit of trouble in the city. Now, you've been preaching and prophesying for a long time and now you're old, but God doesn't call you to prophesy to the king, but he calls this man from Judah way in a different town to prophesy the word of God and give warning to King Jeroboam. And, and so now we're looking at the old prophet. I don't know if he had motives. I don't know if he felt some type of way. I don't know if he was in his feelings. I don't know if he was in his emotions. I don't know because the text doesn't tell us, but it does tell us that he was old and he was a prophet. And it does tell us that he wasn't the prophet that God used. So I'm just using my spiritual imagination just to think how would it feel once we got old and God didn't call to use us anymore, but it was somebody else's turn. Would you be bitter and salty and try to hunt them down and trip them up because you were mad or you were disappointed or you felt some type of way that God didn't call you to prophesy to a king that was offering more than, than the man could ever imagine, but the man turned down the offer, but the prophet, the old prophet went and sought the man and, and he begins to tell him that God said to come back. He said, by way of an angel, the Lord spoke to me and told me to tell you to come eat and to come drink. Uh, he was willing to lie to the man of God uh, in order to induce him and to seduce him and to entice him to come back into his home. Now look at this. It's, and, 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 and so he met the old prophet and, and he lied in order to get him to come home with them. And this is a ploy to get the man of God off course. And, and I don't know if the prophet was dealing with the fact that he just wasn't being used that day. I just want you to understand that there's some plots and some schemes and some ploys out there that, that are going to come and try to detour your direction. It's going to try to come and get you off course. It's going to try to come and trip you up and take you out of a place where God has you. It's going to try to come and dismantle and, 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 dis and, 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 and use a different course for you to travel on. It's going to try to come and distract you. And you have to be aware that we need to hear from the voice of God in this season that we're in now. And, and so this man of God, he, he hasn't eaten and he just preached a word and just prophesied, laid hands and healed a man. And, and no doubt in my mind, he was tired, weak and hungry and, and he's resting under an oak. Uh, and, and there are times when we don't even appreciate our surroundings. Uh, and there are times when we're surrounded by blessings after blessings, but because they seem so regular and normal that we miss them, we overlook them and we begin to complain and feel some type of way about our circumstances. We have people right now that can't wait to go back to work and can't wait to go back to school and can't wait to go back to the club and the movies and can't wait to go back and dine in a restaurant. But God said that you can't go back that way. He said, neither can you go in the way that you came from. I'm trying to do a new thing, but you can't travel backwards from me to, to do something new. You must forge forward. And, and so I want you to understand that we have to be mindful of our surroundings because this man of God is sitting under oak and oak is represented as a, a, a material of strength. Oak is a wood of strength. It symbolizes resistance and knowledge and, and it says that the leaves of an oak tree symbolizes endurance and eternity. It symbolizes honor and liberty. It symbolizes hospitality, faith, and virtue. And, and the Hebrew, Hebrew for oak is derived from the word providence, which means divine guidance. So this man of God is sitting
sitting under divine guidance, but he's listening to a lion prophet. This man of God is sitting under divine guidance, but he's get taken off courts into a map of disobedience. He's sitting under divine guidance, but he doesn't even know that he's sitting under oath. He doesn't even know that he's sitting under strength. He doesn't even know that he's sitting under something that can nourish him. He's hungry and he's operating in his flesh and he's paying attention to what he doesn't have as opposed to knowing who he has. He's paying attention to what God didn't say and what the man of God said that God said. He should have been in a place and in a time of his ministry where he could hear God for himself and this is why we're sheltering in place right now because God is trying to get us to the point where we can hear God for ourselves. It's not enough for us to go chasing words of prophets trying to figure out what God is trying to say to us personally. If I gotta go and ask you what God said to me then what do I need uh, God for? God said I can speak to a donkey. I can talk to you myself. I can bring you a word in your dream and your vision in your nightmare. He said I can talk to you whenever I want to. I can blind you and still speak. You ain't gotta see me in order to hear me. He said if you would open up your ears to hear the voice of the Lord then you wouldn't follow any other voice for my sheep know my voice and I know them and another they will not follow and so he's operating in his flesh and he's operating in disobedience and he moves from providence to disobedience and and so I begin to think I said well Lord why was it uh, that the man of God got, got lied to why was it that the man of God uh, received such a bad word from the lion prophet why didn't the lion prophet get a word why do well, why wasn't the king punished on the spot for the pagan things that he was doing with idol gods and and God began to show me in first Peter 4 and 17 that says for the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God and it begins first at us and and what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God and so God said obedience starts at home so when you were growing up in your household there there's no doubt in my mind that your parents whooped you when you did something out of order there's no doubt in my mind that your mama told you to respect your elder say yes ma'am no ma'am make sure that you don't disrespect your teacher make sure that you come home when the lights hit I, I don't know if y'all know about that I'm a little old school but we had to be in before the lights hit your discipline started at home your chastening started at home God said judgment is coming to the house of God before it goes to the world see the world is going to do what they want to do but God said you are in the world but you are not of the world and the world hated me therefore the world will also hate you and so the man of God is now sidetracked people of God don't get sidetracked listening to somebody who's telling you that they're hearing God for you he said the man of God is sidetracked and he got fooled because the old prophet told him what he should have been able to discern and hear for himself he got tricked into believing a man uh, over his master and it cost him not only his life but his legacy uh, when you when he came across his body it was laid out in the streets and and the Bible says that the lion killed him and there there was still a donkey and the lion there but notice that the lion didn't kill the donkey nor the man that came to scoop up his body to take him home and, and so the lion was also on an assignment to do what the Lord told him to do and he couldn't do nothing else but that and it showed discipline in the lion and lion represents the authority and the majesty of God the donkey represents the humility and so we have a man of God lying in the middle of the street between authority and humility but in disobedience and he's laid there sprawled all over the ground because he decided to disobey the voice of the Lord and listen to the voice of man people of God I came to tell you that you must always listen and take heed to the voice of God and, and God will not send a message to you
you that he can confirm through you. He he won't send you on blind missions without giving you commission and let you know that it is I. He sends a cloud by day, uh, my God, and fire by night. God will lead you and guide you. He said, for the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, my God. And, and so as you journey on your road today, I want you to know that God sends you, ah, uh, my God, into his authority. He sends you to be humble and with authority and the power to know that God sent you on this assignment. We can't do more than God says and, and we can't come up short. Uh, my God, we can't sin. We have to do exactly what the Lord has told us to do and remember that you are the gift from God. So don't allow people to promise the gift a gift. And, and I want to deal with this text today because there are so many of us on here that God speaks to and God speaks through. And, and there's so many people out here in the world today that have gifts and talents and that are prophets and preachers and that are leaders and teachers and that are simply just a child of God. And, and there's so many people out here today that, that can pray fire down from heaven, uh, that can call out God for someone else's healing and God will heal that person's body, uh, that can preach the paint off the walls and play instruments and sing songs as if they're in an angelic choir. But I came to tell you that there are so many of us today that have loved ones that we're trying to leave a legacy for. We're trying to walk in the will of God and not get in his way. We're thriving and striving to be all that he has called us to be. So we can't wait until we get to this point to get tripped up by the enemy and get sidetracked and detoured and bamboozled and hoodwinked. We have to remember the voice of the Lord. The first voice is of God. The second voice that comes and questions the first voice is not the voice of God. We've been on our prayer watch and we've been working to put things together. We're trying to put together events. You're having church virtually. You have conferences and summits and meetings and appointments and, and you're feeding the homeless and the helpless and, and you're doing the things that God wants you to do and all because God has given you an assignment and we've declared that we will not put our hands to the plow and, and look back for the Bible declares that such one is not fit for the kingdom. So we've washed our hands and sanitized our homes and sanctified ourselves before the Lord. We've put on our priestly garments and put on the whole armor of God and we've enlisted in the army of the Lord ready for battle and armed and dangerous. We have our sword and our shield, our belt and our buckler, our helmet and our feet shot with the preparation of priests. Uh, we're not trying to walk in chaos. We're trying to walk in love. We're not trying to hold grudges. We're trying to forgive. We're trying to let go and let God. We're trying to care and, 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 and be a little vulnerable, but be respectfully bold in the spirit of God. And, and that just simply means that we don't mind preaching the hell out of somebody and, and, and the uncut virgin, which is the unadulterated gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is our all in all. And, and we're growing our fruits and confessing our faults one to another and admitting that we're that our that our issues are flowing from our hearts and, and, and that we're trying to get things right by God. We're trying to obey God. We're trying to get in a place where we hear God. We're trying to get in a place where we know that we hear the voice of the Lord without doubt. Uh, and we're still grateful for the things that he's done in our lives. We can spot wolves in sheep clothing, but can we really hear the voice of the Lord? Uh, we know who our haters are, but do we know what God sounds like? Uh, we know who the people are that congratulate us, but do we know who the voice of the Lord sounds like? Uh, that just means that we know who clap for us, uh, but we also know who throws their rock and hide their hands. Uh, we can study the signs and we can figure out what's going to happen tomorrow and we can confirm that the word of the Lord came saying this and saying that.
that through somebody else, but can you hear God for yourself? Uh, This is a season where you shouldn't have to depend and lean on anyone. The Bible says uh, to study the show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightfully dividing the word of truth. Uh, Do you know him for yourself? Uh, If you know the Bible, you know the word of God, then you also know the voice of God, for he speaks in 66 chapters uh, in the Bible. Uh, He speaks from the Old Testament to the New Testament. He speaks from Genesis to Revelations. Uh, He speaks everything in the middle, for he is both Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Uh, So it's not enough for us to just know the signs of times, uh, know the rumors of wars, uh, know when things go up and when things come down, uh, know when it's night and when it's day, but we also have to know uh, the voice of the Lord. Uh, Oh my God. And so what I want you to understand is we've learned how to live holy. Uh, We've learned how to speak in tongues. Uh, We've learned how to shout and to spit and holler and run around, pass out, jump, scream, and fall out. But have we truly learned the voice of the Lord? Have we learned what God sounds like in our ear? Are we just depending on someone to keep bringing us a word from God? Keep bringing us things that God told us to do? Keep bringing us things that God told us not to do? Are are we depending solely on man to bring us God's voice? Or can we hear for ourselves? We know how to articulate uh, with intellect and excellence. Uh, We can formulate words and capture the masses fearfully, wonderfully made, uh, exchanges beauties for ashes, memorize scriptures, so we know all the passes. He died for my sins and he took all the lashes. He buried in a tomb and not in a casket. So the story of Christ will go down like a classic. Oh yeah, we know how to put some words together, but can we really hear God? We're on our way to becoming and being everything that God has called us to be. And we're headed in the right direction and we're on the path of righteousness for his namesake. And and there's so many of us out here that are on a journey of uncharted territories. We're about to embark on some places we ain't never been before and we have to go with people that can't go with us and we have to go by ourselves in some occasions so when you go will you be able to hear God's voice will you be able to know when he says move and not move will you be able to discern when he says stop when he says be quiet and when he says speak up will you be able to discern when God is telling you to sit up stand up or even to shut up will you be able to discern the voice of God on your own Or are you still eating milk? Do you still need the preacher to bottle feed you? Or did you get in the word yourself so that you can cut up that meat and and chew it all night until you understand what the Lord is saying unto us? And and, and we're about to, to embark upon areas that we've never been through. But we should be able to declare that, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. You sent me on this mission. So I know if you sent me there, not only will you meet me there, but you'll take me there. You'll be with me because your word declares that you will never leave nor forsake me. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. And so here we are and we're going to end up meeting some people that will tell us that they've been where we're going. My God, we're going to end up meeting some people 
who are going to say that they heard what we hear. We're going to end up meeting some people who are going to tell us that they said what we're saying. Uh, but God doesn't want us to get derailed from our assignment. He reminds them, uh, my God, he said, I remind them that I won't leave or forsake them. Remind them that the promises of God are yes and amen. Remind them that my word will not go out and return unto me void. Remind them that they don't have to wait until the battle is over. They can go ahead and praise me now for what I'm about to do. Uh, he said, remind them uh, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. He said, remind us, my God, uh, that, that all things work together for the good of those that love God, for the called according to his purpose. Then he said, but ask them, uh, who are they listening to? He said, while you're building a following online, uh, who are you following online? Uh, while you're building your platform, uh, who are you listening to? Uh, who are you speaking for? Uh, who sent you? Uh, who told you to go? Uh, are you listening to me? Uh, are you looking for an opportunity to just make your name great? Uh, are you trying to be great again? Uh, are you trying to be wonderful? Uh, are you trying to be known and seen? Uh, are you preaching to be famous? Uh, who are you listening to? Uh, what prophet has gotten in your ear uh, and told you what to do? Uh, but what did I tell you? Uh, do you hear my voice? Uh, he said, the day you hear my voice, uh, harden not your heart. Uh, my God, Jesus says uh, in John 10 and 27 that my sheep hear me. They hear my voice. Uh, I know them and they follow me. He said, we have to be careful when we hear God to follow him because there are lots of distractions that are designed to take us off course. Uh, every good idea is not a God idea. So this is the time and this is the season that we must know the voice of God for ourselves. God said, even though we have some governmental restrictions, we have freedom and liberty in Christ Jesus. He said, I know the government has locked you in. I know the government has locked you down. I know the government has locked you out. But if you can just know that even in your lockout, even in your lock-in, even in your shut-in, even in your box-in, that I will still speak. He said, I'm the type of God that'll come in your dream and speak to you. I'm the type of God that'll come and speak while you're stargazing into the heavens and, and you're seeing the stars and you're seeing the sunshine. He said, I'll write a message in the cloud for you. I, I'll write it while you're driving in the fog. It'll be like an etch-a-sketch. Etch -a All you gotta do is blow on the window and I'll carve in a writing for you. He said, I know how to get my voice to you. I know how to get my word to you. But are you in a place? Are you in a position? Are you in a posture in order to hear God? Or are you waiting to hear the next prophecy about your new car and your new house and your new phone and, and how great it's going to be? He said, when you're on this side of preaching the gospel, when you're on this side of prophesying, sometimes things don't look so great. He said, sometimes it gets hard. You may have to sit up under the oak. You may have to sit out and be hungry. You may have to sit out and be by yourself. You may have to sit out and no one comes to you. He said, but I want you while you're sitting there to know that I'm with you. I will always be with you. He said, don't get discouraged and don't go in the direction that you used to go. He said, I need you to declare today. I can't go back. I can't go back to the things I used to do. I can't go back and say the things I used to say. I can't go back and talk the way I used to talk. 
I can't go back and walk the way I used to walk. I can't go back. You have to declare it in the heavens. God, you said don't go back. I won't go back. God, you not even letting the world go back to normal. I won't go back to normal. God, you're not even letting my job be back to normal. So I will not be back to normal. I refuse to be what I used to be. I refuse to go where I used to go. I refuse to talk how I used to talk. I refuse to walk how I used to walk. I refuse to hang with the people I used to hang with. I refuse to answer calls from people I used to answer calls from. I refuse to text back some people that I used to text because some people are just designed to be your distraction. Some people are designed to be your distraction. They're looking at what you're doing. Just like the old prophet, he heard about this prophet that was prophesying to the king and he went to chase after him. Some people are going to hear the things that you're doing and they're going to come looking for you. But let me tell you something. Everybody that sends you a friend request ain't even your friend. Everybody that tries to get on your page ain't even for you. You got to be mindful of who's sending you the invitation. If we going to social distance in public, we going to social distance on media. You ain't got to answer every call. You ain't got to answer every text. You ain't got to answer every friend request. You can leave people sitting right where they sitting. You got to be able to discern the times. You got to be able to discern the voice of God. You can't just let anything happen to you. You got to cover yourself. You got to cover your legacy. You got to cover your life. You got to cover it at all costs. I will not lose my life. I will not lose my authority. I will not lose my humility. But following after man, I will not lose it. But my kids will know that I went down like the soldier he called me to be. I went down in the act of obedience. I will be buried where my family's buried. I will be known where my family's known. I will do the things that the Lord has told me to do. I don't con care come hell or high water. I will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, the true and living God, the redeemer that set us free, the God of our salvation, the way maker. Let me tell you something. COVID, oh my God, Donald Trump didn't give you that stimulus. God made it so because God is the one that triumphs over Trump. He triumphs every day. He makes ways out of no way. He's not only the providence, but he's a provision. He's a provider. He's the prince. He's the king. He's the Lord. He's the keeper. He's our everything. And you have to understand that God is trying to get you to a place where you can hear from God and nobody else. It's God over everything. I don't care what's going on around me. I know that the man of God, he didn't understand his circumstance. He didn't know anything about the oak. Because if he knew that the oak represented strength, he would have leaned back on the oak and waited for God to send him somebody and brought him something. He would have went on and got up and traveled outside of Bethel. He would have went back and traveled in a different direction. He should have saw the trick because it already happened once. But why didn't he see it happening twice? Because this is not a king and this is one that said, I'm a prophet just like you. Let me tell you something. It's going to be people that's going to come and try to identify with you. And they're going to say, 
say, oh, you a preacher? Oh, I'm a preacher too. Oh, you a pastor? I'm a pastor too. Oh, you a woman of God? I'm a woman of God too. You a man of God? I'm a man of God too. You anointed and appointed? I'm anointed and appointed too. You heard from God? I hear from God too. God speaks to you. He sends an angel to speak for me. Let me tell you something. You got to be careful who's coming in in your space. Give me six feet. I got to distance myself from certain situations. I dare you to distance yourself, not just physically, but socially. I got to distance myself from my own self. I got to distance myself from my past sins. I got to distance myself from my past situations. I got to distance myself from past heartaches. I got to distance myself from past heartbreaks. I got to distance myself from anything and anybody that will cause me to go back. I can't go back. I won't go back. I'm not going back. My God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And so Jesus teaches his disciples. And in Matthew 24, he said, there's a doomsday deceivers who are leaders and, and they're going to show up and, and they're going to forge identities claiming to be the Messiah. And they will deceive a lot of people. And, and he said that, that in the confusion, there will be lying preachers that will come forward and deceive a lot of people. And, and so deception is running at an all time high. My God, it, it's all kind of pop-up churches happening even as we look on social media because everything has gone virtual so anybody can be a preacher anybody can be a pastor anybody can say that they're a prophet you have to discern you have to hear God you you have to know who's who because even Satan himself can disguise himself as an angel of light and so can his ministers and, and he said that the main reason that we're called out to shelter in a quiet place in a secret place is because our hearing needed to be fine-tuned. He said, we are spending more and more time in the presence of God so that we can hear him with clarity. Uh, in 1 John 4 and 1, it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are from God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Uh, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen through 15 says, And no marvel, for Satan himself has transformed into the angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their work. Matthew 24 and 24 said, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. And so we are at a place right now, people. We are at a place where we have to understand that there's going to be false prophets. There's going to be false uh, messiahs. There's going to be false preachers. There's going to be false ministers that's going to rise up and, and they'll be able to perform the signs and, and they'll be able to perform the wonders of God and, and they're going to be able to fool the very elect. And this is why it's important for you to know God's voice for yourself. You have to know who you're following and I don't care if you don't have one follower on Facebook. If you're following God, you're heading in the right direction. Don't make your platform about being famous. Don't make your platform about being great. Make your platform 
platform about being a child of God, just a follower of God, a friend of God, a servant of God, a child of God, a daughter of God, a son of God. Just make sure that you're following after the right God and don't listen to everybody's voice. Quit clicking on 15 different churches in one Sunday. Quit following everybody all over the place. And, and every time that there's a new church pop up, you're clicking on the link in order to hear what God is saying. Well, if he ain't said nothing that you heard him say before you got on the internet, I would suggest that you click off because the God that I serve, each time I am able to listen to my pastor, I hear something that I already heard. And in order for me to hear something that I already heard, I got to be in a place where he's speaking to everybody. I'm sure he's speaking to my pastor. I can hear because I'm in a place where I can hear God. And, and when I hear my pastor preach, I can, can say that that was confirmation. And, and so confirmation comes after revelation. God reveals his word to you first before he confirms his word. And so if you're not getting no confirmations, you need to get on about your business. If God ain't told you to move, I don't care if it's a man of God or a woman of God or a pastor or a preacher or a leader or a bishop or an apostle. I don't care what their title is. If God told you to stand still, you got to tell them, oh no, my father told me to stand still. And if I'm mistaken, I'll take the fall. But, but I'm not about to follow you because the God I serve told me not to eat, not to drink, and not to go back. And, and so I can't go back. I, I got to finish this fast. And, and I got to go through this season. And I got to go through listening and hearing God's voice. And I got to know him for myself because it may come a time where my pastor can't preach. It may come a time where my pastor's busy. It may come a time where the internet is down. It may come a time where we don't have social media. It may come a time. See, y'all didn't think we wasn't going to ever have church. We always thought that we would always be in the building. Then we found out we was a church. It may come a time where we don't get online. It may come a time where all this technology ceased to exist. What you going to do when you ain't got nobody telling you about God? Will you get in the book then? You don't want to wait until it's too late. You want to know God for yourself because you got to know which direction God is sending you on. Hallelujah. So I thank and praise God. Ha! Huh? Thank you, Lord. I thank and praise God because I'm not going back. I, I can't go back. I, I won't go back. And I'm not going back to anything that was a part of what was. I'm, I'm forging forward to what shall be and what is to come. And, and I want to hear God tell me, even if I have to be alone under the oak, even if I have to be alone uh, without any friends or families, even if I have to do this by myself, uh, I know that he is ever present and he's a present help in times of trouble. God will always be with you. God loves you. He not only loves you, he so loves you that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him shall have life and have it abundantly and so I thank and praise God for this podcast I thank and praise God for every listener that tunes in week after week I want to thank you for shifting with me to our new times at five o'clock and and I want to be able to tell you that that there will be new episodes every week on anchor fm but we also uh, stream on spotify 
Spotify and Breaker. And, and you can find this podcast on Google Podcasts, Overcast. Uh, we're also streaming on Pocket Cast and Radio Public and CastBox and Apple Podcasts. And, and, and also, if, if you ever choose and want to be a sponsor of this podcast, you can do so by uh, doing small monthly donations just to help sustain the future episodes. It, it helps us to get this, this word out on different platforms for people to hear the word of the Lord. And all you have to do is click on the, the support tab on the episode and, and you can choose your monthly donation. It could be 99 cents a month or $4.99 a month, or it can be uh, $10.99 or $9.99 a month. Uh, uh, but I want you to know that I love you and I thank God for you. I thank God for this new time. Let's go into this season. Let's go into this this opportunity to really get in the face of God so that we hear him for ourselves. Let's get into a place where it's quiet, uh, that we can hear the Lord and let's discern every, let's try every spirit by the spirit of God to make sure that it is from God before we begin to jump and leap and to do the things that we think God is saying. If he hasn't said it to us personally, maybe he hasn't said it and, and, and he's not saying something that he's already revealed to you and someone is just giving you confirmation that I, if I were you, I would not move. I would just sit still and, and hear the Lord again. It's, and, and people always said in the past that it's not wise to ask, to, to question God. They said it's not wise to question God, but I beg to differ. There is a difference between questioning God and, 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 and doubting what he said and asking God a question. We can ask God a question like Gideon did. We can ask God to show us again. We can ask God to tell us again. We can ask God anything we want. We are his children. And the parent does not get mad at the children for asking questions. If anything, the parent will be upset if the child didn't ask. Why didn't you ask me if you can go? I would have told you or I would have taken you myself. And so it's okay to ask God, God, is it you? Is it you telling me to do this? Is it you telling me to go here? Is it you telling me to not do this? Ask God the questions without feeling that you're doing something wrong. Amen. Let us pray. God, I thank you for the people that you have chosen to hear this podcast. God, let it go out into the highways and byways. God, you said that we were commissioned, Father God, to go out, Father God, to speak your word in all of Judea and to the uttermost parts of the world. And I pray that this podcast reaches... Father God, people that need to hear what you have said, I pray that it will reach leaders that may be operating in disobedience, oh God, but that they will turn their heart to repentance, oh God. I pray that this will reach people, Lord God, that are operating in obedience, that it will give them hope to know that they are on the right path, Lord God, and to just endure. I pray, Father God, that you will touch every person that will listen in, Father God, under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of And She Shall Be Called Woman with your host, Reverend Kathy LaFleur. God bless you. Until then, always remember, ladies, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Amen.